0: Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey
2: hey guys it's gwen flamberg and you're listening to glam squad confidential of course i would be nowhere i mean i would be grounded If I did not have my co-pilot on the beauty plane, Mr. Travis Cronin, on the mic.
3: Well, thank you for trusting me with this confidential information, Gwen.
2: Yeah, you know, I I am grounded, like spiritually grounded. I don't want anybody to think otherwise, right?
3: Yeah, for sure. Spiritual only.
2: (laughs) But, you know, it was hard to kind of like have my feet on earth when I watched all of the photos coming out of Khan. The 75th annual con Film Festival was just these past two weeks. and like, I mean, Travis, I'm just not used to seeing that level of glamour. Are you?
3: No. A lot of cupcake gowns. A lot of princess cupcakes going on there. Lots of royalty thing. But I just keep thinking of Adriana Lima's baby bump, too. I mean, that was like one of my favorite moments.
2: And then there was a second celebrity who wore like a bump-bearing dress.
3: Yeah. I can't remember
2: who it was in this moment. But, like, thanks, Rihanna. Evidently, that's the thing.
3: Yes. Bumps and bikinis. It's trending.
2: I mean, hey, nothing wrong with loving your body in any way that it is. But, you know, for me, Trav, it was, you know, the dresses were amazing, of course, and super glamorous. But for me, it's always about the hair and the makeup. And I feel like Khan just ushered in this, like, This moment of glamour that everybody was missing.
3: Agreed. Well, Khan, there's just no other red carpet like it. It is supermodels in like Altier, Couture, the hot-hot-hot of it all. It is like, you know, the biggest fashion-y stage. Because even at an event like the Queen's Jubilee that would be more fancy, they're not as fashion-forward. So this is really the
2: one. Totally. Well, you know, without further ado, I think that we should um, welcome our special guest today because obviously there's a con connection. And once we've got him in the mix here, you know, you guys can talk about like all the good times at con because you've been several times and I always love hearing your stories. But without further ado, guys, this is one of Hollywood's hottest hairstylists. He works with Julianne Moore, with, Leone, with Travis, maybe he's partial to redheads like us. Bless. But he was Justin Khan, you know, doing his thing. And we just, I can't wait to welcome Mr. Marcus Francis.
1: Hey guys, thank you for having me. This is very exciting. It's my first podcast, actually.
2: <gasps> How is I this? Know, podcast? I know. How is this? It's because you're always so know. busy, Marcus. So like, you never sure. have, anything, but like. You are one of my favorite hairstylists because you always have like an amazing quote, a tight oh, quote. Yeah. You are someone who, <laughs> by the way, should be on podcasts all the time.
1: You know what? That That's my journalism background from college and stuff. So I think it's like get to the point. Tell the people what they need to hear. Don't add too many words. But I now I feel like I'm walking into this podcast being like... <laughs> Get to the point, get the the goods out.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, honestly, our little old Glam Squad Confidential podcast is really just about celebrating the hairstylist, the makeup artist, the manicurist, the facialist of Hollywood, like, you know, really the magic behind the scenes. When we look at those images, like, you know, just every single day during these two weeks of the Cannes Film Festival, Every single day, you look at those red carpet photos that are coming out of the night before. Oh, yeah. And I think that what a lot of people don't realize is that it takes a village to create that look that hits mm-hmm. the carpet that is like so, it's it's beyond glamour. You know, at Us Weekly, we love, we dabble in reality. You know, we 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 do all the things. But, you know, like something like on it's even beyond you know like this is not reality
1: <laughs> no no it's super elevated. it's
2: yeah, like don't come, it's what... don't come here if you're looking for you know quote-unquote reality even fake reality like you know the kardashians on Hulu, not calling anybody out i love it <laughs> um but you know this is like real high glamour so yeah First of all, tell us, like, do you always go to con? Was this your first time? Well, was this your eighth time? What was it?
1: Girl, this is, was, brace yourself, my 13th time. What? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, I, took, I took, obviously, two years off with the pandemic. And then I took one year off because I was like, I'm not going to go because I'm just so tired of going that far and the jet lag kills me. And then here I am. I and mean, I keep going. So I really, over the span of... 16 years i've gone 13 out of the 16.
2: wow and so
1: it obviously it has a special place in my heart um you know i actually first went there to i was an assistant and i wanted to start building my my portfolio there was no instagram back then <laughs> that just aged me right there. Um, so there was no Instagram and so you had to build your book and I was like, well shit, oh, shoot, sorry. <laughs> um, you yeah. could really give your portfolio and your red carpet like such an elevated, high glamor uh, appeal to it. Even if it's just a simple blowout because it's on the red carpet at Cannes, it's just like, it's so prestigious and um, it's coveted. And you know, not every actor or actress, pop singer, model, whatever now, gets to go to this so this was you know I feel very lucky as a hairstylist to be asked by my clients and new and old to be a part of it. it it says something about like the trust level and the execution and every everything the stakes are much higher and it's kind of you know pushes you to your own ability to the next level too you know if you're just complacent then I think that doesn't do anybody any good in the art world so to be pushed is really exciting
2: oh that's so awesome So now you were in company with Julianne Moore. Did you do anybody else or was it just Julianne?
1: I did Riley Keough.
2: Oh, I love her too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I did her for one of her press days and it was my first time actually ever working with her and meeting her and she kind of exceeded my expectations. I thought she was just super chill, very cool, very supportive and sweet. And you're like, okay, I can't ask for anything else. So to have those girls, and I did some private clients as well. It was such a beautiful, short, but abbreviated and a perfect way kind of trip. Sometimes I've been there for the full two weeks, and that's wonderful. But I think me coming out of the gates after taking two years off, it was a nice reentry, taking just a nice five, seven days and, and making it my can experience for 2022. Oh,
2: my God. In that incredible locale. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was, it was wonderful. And, you know, uh, I did Julianne for... Oh, gosh, I did her for three looks, two red carpets. And, um, you know, she's kind of like, everyone Everyone says, oh, so-and-so is the Queen of Cannes. I I, I truly am partial to Julianne being the Queen of Cannes. There is just, you know, she's so, like, modern but regal, cool but elegant. And she dazzles. She just dazzles in the south of France on that carpet. And she just she doesn't look. Unapproachable. She just looks so effortlessly happy and beautiful, and you know I think that's why people call her the Queen of Can. At least that's why I call her. That
3: I um, love that title for. Her. It's like Vanessa Hudgens has Coachella, Julianne Moore has Can, <laughs> and I mean, there's nobody who looks better in Bulgari than Julianne Moore, too, right? I mean,
1: yeah, <laughs> and she just makes everyone want some sort of piece of Bulgari if they could. For if sure. They should. Yes.
2: So, you know, doing three looks, two high red carpets and and one other look, for Khan, is this something where the team is in contact before you get to France? Or, like, when do you guys start thinking, what are we going to do? Because I'm sure when it's something like this, where the cameras are on the Queen of Khan at every appearance, like, you want to make sure that each look is going to be different. Each look is going to stand out. So is it something that you look at as a totality of the whole three events during this one big event? Or like, how do you guys approach that process?
1: I I mean, for me personally, I kind of, I've worked with Julianne for 10 years. So I have my Julianne Pinterest board. I have my Julianne Instagram folder. Like, I have all the things that I think that I would aspire to do on her or that she would respond to. I mean, I'm not gonna pick something that over the course of 10 years, I know very well that she would just like from afar, but not to have on her head. So, you know, I I try to keep it interesting. I can try to evolve it little by little, but if I don't necessarily know per se what her gown is or, you know, what the weather's going to be like is another thing, because if that weather forecast is changing a few times up before I leave for that trip, then it's sort of like, okay, if the if it's super humid and rainy, but then one day it's next, I have to have in my my back pocket an updo or something down or something contained in down. So I have those things in my in my back pocket. But like, for instance, this trip, I didn't know the dresses until when I got there. So that's when I resorted to my folder. Um, So like to go back to Met Gala, like I knew her dress a week ahead of time and I started to play a few looks building up to that. And then, you know, she and I texted back and forth and I would show her a few images and then I would not overkill the conversation because I feel like in person, you can add a few more isms, a few more extra words and say, no, it doesn't have to be literal. This is where I was thinking you would start to place the hair as you're talking about it. Rather than just looking at a photo of you know a fifteen year old model and it doesn't really apply to you, so with this I just had a, be- a few looks that I wanted to try on her that I know that we've done before, and I am a very big person of let's keep it interesting, let's have each photo be its own moment. Yeah. I'm, I I I like to get as much out of her and I and can and get a few different images. And I know that some actors and some actresses really, you know, like uh, like an Angelina Jolie, she kind of stays in her blowout world, which is great and it works for her. But there are some people like back to the Vanessa Hudgens of it all, they will change the hair every time they step out the door. Yeah. So I kind of have to pl- think about my client and what she would be up for. Right. So I know Juliana's is up for a difference, but not like, let's start from scratch, like a wet look down to, you know, a high pony kind of thing, you know, like, right. let- Less, less time in the touch up chair.
2: I mean, the cool thing about Julianne is that like she is a hair icon, right? Like one of the things that people think about, you know. Sure, it's like Julianne Moore, incredible actress, like long career in Hollywood, married to someone super hot. I always think that because <laughs> I see that in the West Village, I see that for it for him. Look, like, and I'm like, oh he's a piece, but
3: he really but is.
2: Really, yeah. what people think about first is like, oh my god, that hair. And yeah. Thought of that because like my hair is that color, that same same pattern, so. You know, we've talked about this all the years that I've known you, Marcus. It's like, remember once I almost cut my hair the way that you had cut hers? Like, it yeah. would have been really short for me. It was, like, sort of just below the collarbones.
1: Yeah. yeah Marcus, yeah.
2: it looks so good. Should I do it? And you were like, mm, don't do it. <laughs> that yeah. for you, But, yeah, that was, like, after a red carpet season where maybe it was when she did the Tom Ford movie, you know, like, when she was on every carpet and, like, nominated for everything. Yeah. and. Uh, you know her you know her hair right so that's kind of easy going into it but so for this particular for con 2022 what were some of the key products that you used were there any key tools that you used like what defines it for you this season
1: well you know i it was very hot this year and not necessarily like in a palm springs kind of way but the mediterranean air really kicked in so there was a humidity factor that i'm you know i have curly hair myself so i'm really sensitive to when it's in the air and i see what it does and you have to think about when all that heat is on the red carpet there's a lot of bodies on there there's a lot of lights it's just the flyaway factor the frizz factor that Mm -hmm. as a hairstylist You know, I just it just can it can make a great image not great with all that frizz, the undesirable frizz. If you're going with the look with frizz, that's one thing. But if you're going for something polished, which is usually the avenue of you know the hair world in Cannes, you just want to have that control. So uh, it was it was on the humid side for the opening gala. Um, th- that Julianne went to, and we, you know, the dress was—was oh, was it strapless? No, it was—it was a kind of a halter neck type of Bottega uh, Veneta gown, and the hair was to be behind the shoulders, which then means you have like a really clean silhouette of the head and the hair, and the body and the dress. So if you had, if you had the the, the fuzz of the flyweight, you would have been distracted. So I used a blowout bomb on julianne from fido fido excuse me um that i felt really did control her you know she has mixed textured hair she has some straight hair but she has a lot of curly coarse textured hair and for me i knew you got to get it really good from the blowout like for anyone's hair to be honest like if you just rely on the curling iron and the hairspray you're putting yourself into tough situation, like got to get it good from the blowout. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. the rest is like, good luck. So (laughs) I used a blowout bomb from from Fido that really did.
2: Was it the original Defrizzant? Do you remember the Fido Defrizzant, which was like Fido's like original product that everybody from like the 90s people loved it. It was like a cult favorite.
1: I I wonder if it might have been or if they've just sort of modified it, but it's the anti-frizz blowout bomb is what their new title is. And I put that in wet and I really didn't go too heavy because her hair will respond. So you kind of have to know your hair, but I know that whatever you tell her hair to do, it'll do. So um, I just put it evenly throughout from roots to ends. And then because I wanted the hair to not just be smooth and flat, I wanted it to have like a little lift at the root. So I used their, um, their Volumizing uh, blowout, uh, blow dry spray. And that I've used, gosh, I've used that for like 10 years. And that's, that's for root. Like you spray it into the root line. And oh, lift. section by section,
2: guys. Oh, got like, it. Okay. Honestly, oh, wow.
1: if you just kind of do peripheral, like on like the halo of your head, I'm sorry, but you're going to not give the product like its full potential of what it's supposed to do. You yes. really have to be methodical and like have a system to applying product, whether it be the Phyto Blow Up Balm um, or the Phyto uh, Volumizing Spray, regardless of what it is, mousse, oil, uh, texturizing spray, it will give all corners of your hair like the best outcome possible, like the desired result that you want. So for like, what I back to what I was saying, was the volumizing spray, um, you know, section by section, it doesn't have to be as if you're retouching your roots, kind of that that minuscule of sections, just sort of, one to two inch sections throughout the hair, depending on how much hair you have. And then I take a wide tooth comb, comb it through, distribute the product really evenly. And then I'm really very, um, what's the word? I'm very meticulous about my blowouts. Like I'm really making sure the moisture is out, especially if there's moisture in the air, you gotta get it out of the hair. otherwise. Mother Nature wins in that one, and you'll see for us.
2: We don't want Mother Nature to win (laughs) ultimately.
3: No. And all those premieres are at, like, high noon. You know what I mean? They're, like, from, like, noon to, like, 2 p.m., blistering sunshine. These are not, like, 7 p.m., 9 p.m. premieres. No.
1: No. No. It's And you know what? And I have to say, even if it's, like, an evening premiere, there's something about everything just sort of settling.
3: And
1: it's, like... The only time there's no humidity is in the middle of the night or the early morning so to be honest it's like you just have to have in your product arsenal everything that can control your client's hair and sometimes a oil would work better sometimes a cream would work better and i had all of that with her because i sort of reworked my day two look which was deep side part kind of flicked ends very kind of south of france easy breezy blowout look and um i use more of like a cream for that just because i didn't i didn't want to be too high shine i wanted it to just be like polished you know so it didn't feel like it was trying too hard the uh, fido has like a moisturizing day cream that it's light but it absorbs and it does the job so it doesn't feel like you have to react um rework the product into the hair. but then in the evening i use their uh Baobab oil? I don't know how you pronounce Baobab. it.
2: Baobab. Yeah, Baobab. B-A-O-B-A-B.
1: Baobab. Yeah. Bap. That's all yeah. <laughs> all
2: right. But Very then with no that,
1: Very, I used, yeah. I, like, put a pump in my hand. I used the toothbrush, kind of smeared it around, and then brushed it so it gave it shine, but it also controlled the flyaways. And it cleaned up the polish around the, uh, the, the face from there. Because I did, like, a deep side part into a low chignon. So Perfect. I just kind of used all those products to help shift and change what the hair needed toward the end of the day.
2: She does a chignon. So wow. like it just looks so. Uh-huh. Good in her. Yeah, how does nice. she believe she
3: has like a styrofoam ball in there? When I know there's not one, you know what I mean? It's like that look of like it should be fake, but it's so nice.
1: By the way, you know what her hair? Like I said, we'll respond. You back home, like you pull into a pony, you backcomb several sections within that pony, you smooth it out, and it is literally like a portable styrofoam yeah. tube, and you just mold it and shape it. And so you're right, we did that for the Oscars. The year that she wanted i was actually just as equally surprised thinking oh my god who put the donut in your hair yeah yeah yeah. really this is
2: the magic of red hair you guys yes that crazy texture and the thickness and all that but so just jumping back for a second to getting the blowout right when you're doing a blow dry like how much is it in the styling products versus the hair dryer versus the brush that you use? Or do you use a different brush depending on the outcome that you want? Like all of these variables and what blow dryer do you like to use?
1: You guys, I know this is, this blow dryer is kind of like controversial in a way. You're like, is it really worth it? Do I need it? Is it just for professionals? Ever since I was introduced to the Dyson, that's yep. what I use. To be honest, because for me, I work with hair that is like, you know, very, very fine and straight to very thick, coarse and curly, a la Natasha Leone. I need to have a blow dryer that can cover all of that. So for me as a professional, doing every single hair texture under the sun, I need that. And their diffuser is just genius, yeah, diffuser- it works. <laughs> even if you're not creating curls or waves, if you create a shape and you just want to mold it and then freeze it you put that temperature on high the speed on low and you just freeze it you like spray it and you just it like holds and hardens but in a way that is exactly what you need it to do so i use the, the dyson i love the dyson the brushes the products all of it really work together because you know I, I, for me it's also like tension it's um how is it a boar's hair is it a boar's hair um bristle combo is it a product that cocktails really well with another line or another product like i'm really big on does this product work only by itself or does it kind of like the other products and work well together you know like does the kid work well with others in the classroom (laughs) that's what i need (laughs) so really it's kind of a perfect marriage of all three and you know i do switch up the brushes i love olivia garden that's a new brush line that I just uh, was exposed to with the Oscars, and Olivia Coleman. The names I know they kind of match, <laughs> um, but Cute. their brushes are fantastic. And so I've been using a lot of their stuff. And um, what's the other one? Gosh, I can't. I went on a bl- a blank just now. But Olivia Garvin's is like my favorite. A Denman brush is really. It's like a, one of those mm-hmm. classic brushes from. I mean, literally, like the fifties, like old hollywood flip the hair over if you want volume those bring air into the hair in ways that other paddle brushes don't so to answer your question it's all three that work very well to get the blowout what you wanted to do
2: interesting and then like you know you're in con you're there for like almost a week do you get to like enjoy some of the free time like travis when you would go for us, you would go for like two weeks and report. And like, I just remember hearing about all the fun parties.
3: Yeah, I would just like extend it a different week and pick a different parent to come out and visit me. And so I was like, you're, t- you're gonna save a lot of money not flying me out at the end of the festivals. Yes. So let's just keep me here a little bit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I definitely try to um, have some fun, usually with any trip, like with Venice. I went to Venice, but then three days before, I went to Positano, and mm. I just feel like if I'm going that far, I need to have something that taps into like my inspiration and in my life and my Bye. stories, because I feel like it's all balanced, and with Cannes, I did the same thing. I uh, actually I spent three additional days, guys, I wanted to have it off, but then two of the three ended up getting for work. So the intention was there, but I did spend time to like go to like a little town and explore this new restaurant that everyone, all my foodie friends talked about. So I did stuff like that. I I feel, you know, the party thing usually is on my radar. This year, it just was, I'm taking baby steps, getting back into the world of people and parties and all that. But to be honest, just the people watching on the quest set, the Ah. beach. Uh, The Mediterranean water was no joke, you guys. It was so beautiful. And I live in Los Angeles, so I have the ocean here, but there's nothing like the Mediterranean. So I was just so excited to have an afternoon to spend on the beach and, you know, just put the hairstyling on the back burner for a second and enjoy life as a hairstylist that gets to travel.
2: So much fun. You're so lucky.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I'm so lucky. I'm very lucky because I know that I could easily just be... In one town so I think I put it out there to the universe I need to see the world as I get to do my job and create beautiful looks and so you know manifest what you want I try to do it every year
2: oh my god totally I try to do it every day so now <laughs> Riley Keough did she go to the Elvis movie I wonder she what she did Elvis movie because Riley do- Keough guys if you don't know like I mean I loved her in that the girlfriend experience mm-hmm. I thought she was just absolutely spectacular she's had a bunch of other um Huge star turns, but she is Elvis's granddaughter. Yeah,
1: she's she's the, she's a star, and also she's she won star. the the, the uh, Camera d'Or, which is I believe the director's yeah. award at Cannes. So oh, she's she and her director part, um, directorial partner um, they did an amazing job on a story about the Native American story i don't know much more than that but it's a fictional story that was done so beautifully she won a massively coveted award there so as an actress, she's winning as a director she's now winning um she too is now a redhead and she's got that i i know i feel like it's like i I, either i'm drawn toward it toward it or they're drawn (laughs) toward me but um yeah i had 50 minutes to do her hair and um but which is not a lot of time the first time you work with someone you kind of cross your fingers and toes and you hope for the best. But like, I have my products, I have the tools that I know that work. And fortunately um, her, her hair responded very well to the day cream and that was kind of it. But you guys, it was all about the blowout. I used the paddle brush and I smoothed it out
2: so perfect. perfect well you know one last question before we let you run because i know you've got a, a busy afternoon and of course you know travis and i are always crazy um dream celebrity if you could style one person dead or alive
3: be- dallas <laughs> howard <laughs>
2: who
1: would be your dream celebrity to style Oh, good. Well, I have two. One's alive and one is not alive. All right. Give it to us. Okay. So the, the, the one that is with us is Tilda Swinton. Oh yeah. She's also, I believe she might be the, um, the queen in waiting at Cam Cause I feel like she's always there too. And she's, she's serving like, I mean, avant-garde, gorgeous, beautiful fashion. But then the hair, like she does not fear volume. Or right. texture or angles, which is why I think that she's so unafraid, which is what, as a, as a fashion and style icon, what has drawn me to her. Um, and then the one that is not with us is Rita Hayworth
2: oh man talk about the patron saint of all of us redheads Seriously.
1: <laughs> i mean I, I think she just lit up on the screen when i watched i used to work at blockbuster video when i was in high school and i again aged myself but i would just dive into old hollywood vcr di tapes because i was so sort of, what is this you know back in basic tv you didn't get any of that so i really became a huge fan of Rita Hayworth as I was in high school and I think she's just a legend, you know. I'm I would lo- I would have loved that opportunity.
2: They would set that hair before there were Fido products or any hairstyling products. It's like, what did they do? I, I guess the- rollers or Velcro rollers and just like mm-hmm. on a wing and a prayer let it sit and Heat. see what happens. Like-
3: Heat only.
1: It's crazy, right? I mean, the flips and the dance numbers that she would do and then it would just be ready. It would always be like close up ready. Even it's like Oh my goodness. So, I mean, I think there's something about the techniques that I'm always constantly going back to with what um, hairstylists did back in the day and not getting so, you know, hung up on like a curling iron or this product that does everything. It's really much more simple than that. But I go back to the basics and um, I love to see what kinds of things I can come up with.
2: Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us today.
1: You guys, I'm so honored. Thank you for having me. Thank You're thank you, amazing, Marcus. by the way. You guys are great hosts. <laughs> oh,
2: well, you know, we just could talk about beauty all day <laughs> long. I mean, truly all day long. I'm not kidding. I mean, especially
1: Red Hat Beauty. <laughs> I feel like we have Rose right here and like some, some trail mix and it's like oh wow we're at happy hour like
2: we, we give that vibe we give that vibe of rosé and trail mix draft. i like that, I like that. <laughs> all right you guys thank you so so much for listening for um all the info all of the beauty and style from COM, go to usmagazine.com stylish we've got all the stories all the pictures everything you want to know about and see uh until next week go to usmagazinecom stylish for more celebrity beauty tips and tricks all week long. And until the next episode, guys, please stay gorgeous.